Hey folks, welcome back to the Uticast. This is episode number 61, and today we are talking with longtime GFOP Heather Wazlewski of the Topping Tree, uh, joining us one year to the day she was here for episode number eight. Uh, this week's episode of the Uticast is brought to you by TEDx Utica, uh, taking place on September 10th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at MVCC's beautiful Schaefer Theater. Uh, as you know, we recorded there live last year. It was a wonderful event. Great people who were doing wonderful things for the city. Uh, it was a huge success last year, and this looks to be no different. Uh, tickets are still on sale, but it will sell out Soon, if it hasn't already, go to TEDxUtica.com for all the details and join us for TEDxUtica 2016. All right, Heather Wazlewski on the show. Uh, Let's do it, guys. I'm excited. so happy i just talked about how i was ready to start wearing hoodies again and lo and behold my my wishes were were deemed reality it's true i got jeans on i got a sweater to throw on later when the <laughs> sun goes down i feel like today would be a good day for a campfire uh again i am sam famalaro kevin sullivan here again as always uh yeah campfire would be really nice right now i can get behind a campfire or um maybe a, a game of throwing around the old pigskin even though I don't care to watch for uh, I feel like it's a little bit early. A little early for that. <laughs> a little early for that. Uh, before we get into uh, a couple announcements, I want to talk about something I noticed today. You are wearing a very nice button-up uh, shirt today. Uh, Thank you. Gray with blue squares on If it. I didn't know where you were going, this would be weird. It'd be weird, but uh, I noticed it as we were sitting around, say, watching TV. And then I also noticed another shirt around here that I put on a couple days ago, realizing it was yours because I own the same one. You and I have purchased the same two shirts in different sizes from Kohl's independently. I gotta tell you, uh, number one, I've had both these shirts for a while, so uh, donate yours. Number two, mm. this happens to me and my brother a lot. Me and my brother yeah. end up with the same shirt. We've been at events. We show up. We'll both be at the brewery someday. <laughs> Like, oh, wow, this shirt today, huh? This is the kind of thing that's bound to happen, though. There's uh, only so many options, I feel so like. There's only places. so many different things that you can... I'm very picky about clothes anyway. I don't know if you're you're a little bit, like, I'm a little bit pickier about what I choose to wear. I try to be a little bit discerning. I'm not big on branding, but I'm big on branding that I support. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't know if I want to wear a shirt that says, like, I'm not trying to single out Old Navy, but I'm not going to wear an Old Navy shirt that just says Old Navy on it, right? Like, right. Uh, I would wear an Old Navy shirt that I like that didn't say anything on it. Yeah, you know I mean, sure. if it was just a unbranded shirt, mm-hmm. but if it's like a, if it's a pro wrestling T-shirt, I want all the branding. I want, <laughs> like, if it's a soccer shirt, all. Well, people will be able to see from 360 yeah. degrees that you're wearing a soccer shirt or a wrestling <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, other than that thing, how's uh, how's things, buddy? How you been? Things are good. Things are good. I had a good weekend. Yeah. Weekend is always good. Um, summer's winding to a close. It's crazy mm. how fast it's gone. We're all the way through August almost. Yeah. I, I do. I, I think I said it to you. We were grocery shopping. I looked up at the, at the calendar and didn't realize that it's 
almost Halloween. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm already thinking about Halloween costumes. I'm already thinking about having to buy people Christmas presents coming up in, like, less than half a year. Like, I'm... See, but that's smart, because then you'll be ready. It'll be time. Yeah. Like, that's always... Yeah. I always think throughout the year I should be thinking more about, like, Christmas presents and things like that. And then I get to Christmas and I'm just scrambling. You know what's a real one? You ever think about... This is, like, something the old people do, I think. Mm. Uh, I always think I should join a Christmas club. You know what I'm talking about? Where they nope. take, like... What is that? That's uh, the thing your bank will set up for you, or they used to do back in the day, where you would, like, take a little bit of your paycheck out and put it in a separate fund so that at the end of the year you had Christmas money that you could spend before Christmas for all your presents. So it's basically all they do is is they just do regular banking for you, but they take away your power to choose because you have poor willpower. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's so they fair. take all the self-discipline out of something. Right, because uh, I am not a Green Lantern. I'm not Hal Jordan. I have zero willpower. I will spend the money is if it's here. I can't, I can't stop myself. I have fantasy football money in an envelope and it's just burning a hole through the envelope because I don't have to save it until I lose, inevitably. Uh, it's fantasy football season as well. We won't talk about that. Uh, before we get into this week's show with uh, good time, good friend of the podcast, Heather Wozlewski, who I had a great time with at Julia Gleamy's wedding. I'm going to ask her about that. I feel really bad for her. I was really enjoying myself at that wedding, liberally, at the bar. I believe that you were. I believe. What did you do? Did you do something? I just talked her and Zach's ear off the whole, like for like twenty five minutes. At You're the a table. talker. You're a th- oh, you had him at the table too. They were sitting next to me at the table. I'm surprised she was nice enough to come on the show after being subjected to that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, a couple quick announcements for the week coming up. Uh, we have two big events happening on Wednesday. Uh, the first is the Hannah Park Pokemon Party. The Poke Party sounds weird saying Poke Party. To me, Pokemon. I feel well, like because it is. on paper, it look, I'm looking at your notes right now. It looks like Poke Party. Poke Party. Why don't you come down to Franklin Square for the Poke Party? <laughs> uh, Pokemon Party, five thirty to seven thirty. Uh, this, of course, uh, done in conglomeration with uh, City Utica and Utica City School District, and of course, us at Maiden Utica. And then, following that, immediately eight o'clock, Franklin Square for the final. Uh, third of the Franklin Square film series, at least for right now. Uh, presentation of the 1984 classic Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm really excited. You guys shot the trailer for that, didn't you? We shot the trailer for it. it How was, was that? Because I was at work that night. I couldn't go. How did it go? Uh, I'll say this. It was... Um, we certainly... Jurassic Park was a singular... Lightning in a bottle? It was lightning in a bottle. There's no way to recapture the fact that me and a uh, good friend of the pod, Kate Riley, own Jurassic Park costumes just by accident. Right, that that Mark owns all the stuff to be Jeff Goldblum by accident. That I happen to have tons and tons of dinosaur stuff. Like it just sort of worked out in a really interesting way. Whole squad was here that week. Everyone was interested and into it. Like, Not even a week. That was a day. It was Everybody a day. Was it like ended up it, at the house it, at like seven o'clock and it just, just came together. It was there. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why the Jaws thing was a bit disappointing because it just didn't happen because of life. Like that was there was no other explanation. Yeah. We were just busy. Life was crazy for a couple weeks and. Uh, this was a lot of fun, uh, a different, a different experience. We had a great time. I got slimed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got hit with slime. Not... <laughs> you sound, you sound displeased. <laughs> uh, why did it? There's a line in it. They might probably cut it out. Uh, why did it have to be slime? It was, <laughs> it was so gross. It was disgusting. It was like it was for. Uh, I'll pull. I'll pull back the curtain for a sec. The slime we used was slime. From the dollar store called Super Sludge. Oh. And it was very warm that day, and it was very... Sludgy? Uh, it was gross. <laughs> it was gross. It was disgusting. Had a weird... It was like you would wash... You would get it off of you, but it would leave a weird film 
It felt like it was gonna. I feel like I that's know. what real slime would do, though. It's so very, it's very authentic. It was very slimy. Uh, but no, uh, shout out to the great folks at the Utica Public Library who stayed open an extra two hours for no reason so other than run to around, just make noise, and make a mess. Yeah, it's a great building, and they were awesome folks. So thank you very much for letting us do Go that. Go to the library. Library cards are free. <laughs> also, shout out to my cousin, uh, my nephew, and uh, my sister for sending us the footage of my nephew in the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man costume that he happens to own by accident. Again, happy See? accidents around here. Uh, he's a natural star. He's the star of he everything. He is. He's yeah. a star. He's going to be a star in that trailer. Um, all right. Uh, we are not going to talk about the downtown get down too much today because we're going to talk a lot about it next week. Uh, just a quick shout-out, though. This is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to com slash downtown get down uh it's going to be events spanning the whole day starting at the train station bag square uh franklin square the brewery district uh over at the dev at the end it's going to be a lot of fun again we'll really really get into this next week so um but go ahead maidenutica.com slash downtown get down backslash uh all right let's uh let's take a break and we'll get back to the show in just a moment yes uh sounds good to me excellent Oh, yeah. One more thing. One more thing uh, before I forget. Uh, so I knew it. That's why I said I know, it like I know. That. I'm I knew. the worst. I knew. I knew. Uh, our good friend, uh, Aaron Higgins, who has been absent from the show uh, for the last couple weeks. doesn't We mean miss dearly. We miss her dearly. And, uh, and I want you guys to know, she is not absent from the show for any personal reasons. We'd love to have her back on. It's just, again, things have been really busy, and we hope to have her on again as soon as we can get some time. Anytime, all yeah, the time. Anytime, all the time. She's always welcome here. We love her. She's the best. Uh, but she has also uh, been a big part of a school supply drive that will be going on during both the Pokemon Party and the Franklin Square film series. You can bring school supplies to either event, and we will accept them. Go to MaidenUtica.com. We just put up a video for it. Go to Facebook, uh, MaidenUtica.com on Facebook, or the whatever the... I don't know how that works. Facebook has lots of things for Maiden Utica. Yeah, get that. You <laughs> know Everybody knows how to use yeah. Facebook. There's all sorts of videos about it. It's really, it's for a great cause, uh, and Aaron's one of our favorites in the world, so go support it. Come out to Franklin Square. Come out to Hannah Park. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll be back with the show in just a minute. Cliff Montoni, Montana, Montoni, Tony, Tony. I'm becoming a staple. Yes. Yeah. Like staples. Yeah, this is dangerous. Like Randy Orton's head. Oh, it's a reference from SummerSlam. Topical. Yeah. You know what I like about when Cliff comes on the show is sometimes I go up to uh, see Cliff in the upstairs apartment before the show, and he'll be doing something which I find fascinating and thus leads me to uh, to topics of conversation. As I went upstairs just now to see what Cliff was up to, see if he was ready to do some uh, some hard podcasting action, uh, he was deleting every tweet he's ever tweeted so he can restart yeah. fresh on Twitter. Starting every the Twitter one. back over again? Every single one. I have a passion for Twitter. Is there a button where you can just... You, there's no button where you can no. do it all at once? You can no. do it one by one? No, oh. you gotta use this really fishy web service that has access mm. to your account. It's kind of sketchy, um, and it concerns me a little bit. Like, this is how Twitter hacks happen. 
There's not that much good stuff in there. There's probably <laughs> nothing in there, mm. but it, I joined in 2009, and I have 5,500 tweets, so there's a chance there's something that there's I don't need people. There's a chance you were yeah. firing off some 2011 hot takes. Yeah, exactly, and I don't need that. I just don't need it. So, uh, you know, I figured we would nuke it and start over, and I'm really going to try to cultivate uh, an online image. But Now, why not just start a new account? Uh, it was tied into some emails that I had that I still have that I still use and right. they're on the um, I didn't know this but you can only have one account per email didn't, yeah did not know that yeah mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, that yeah. every sense. time I've had to start either a Uticast Twitter or a For the Lads Twitter or any fake wrestling like 14 Twitter accounts <laughs> I do have you know I legitimately have six two of them are so old I'd no longer have access to them that right. would be my fake uh, that's, a, uh, that's a throwback Pat Gerace move right there. It's just having tons of like Shell Company Twitter Shell accounts. Shell Company Twitter accounts on deck, yeah. Uh, the one that I missed the most, because I don't remember the password at all for it, was fake Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, I would, I would, uh, it was at fake the snake, I think was the name. And uh, I would just tweet during wrestling events. I wish I still had that one. Uh, that was a lot of fun. You could get some traction there. I could have had some traction there. Jeff Hardy tweeted at me for the wrestling thing. There you go. Yeah, see? Uh, Twitter is an interesting one, I, I but I kind of see what your point is. I didn't really think about it until you said it. I've been on Twitter since God, like two thousand and eight, yeah. like a really long time. Yeah. I have like twelve thousand personal tweets, especially mm-hmm. during that era when I was really into Twitter. Like I've like when Twitter was like the wild wild west, and you were tweeting all day every day, and all everybody the time. was on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Twitter was Twitter had a really back interesting... when Twitter was still for the people. Yeah, yeah, it's different now. It is. It is different it is. now. Yeah. It's hard to go through a timeline now on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, they make it they make it really difficult. It's you know, the never ending push to try to get the content that you need your base customers to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll be pushing stuff. Like I notice all the time I get on Twitter and every six tweets on my timeline is like a promoted tweet or a, here's a tweet from 36 hours ago that you missed while you were away. Is that how they make all their money, though? They just ads, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't make any money. Yeah, that is also true. Yeah, that's how they attempt to earn money. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and it's sad because I'm a really big fan of Twitter as a concept, but uh, it's not super successful. Well, I mean, it's more successful than me, uh, but it's not as successful as most social media platforms, yeah. which is unfortunate, they but I still think that's really, part of it. They still haven't really figured out how to monetize it, but I th- it makes sense. Knowing you the way that I do, yeah. I could see where the immediacy would appeal to you. The immediacy yeah. and the automatic connection. Direct you know I mean? connection to people that the I want to The lack of a middleman. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Twitter has a real uh, urgency, and I noticed it I noticed, as a guy who likes sports uh, it's really obvious when you're watching a live sporting event, you can go on Twitter, type in the sports, uh, the sport, whatever the hashtag is, and you can get immediate uh, response to whatever's happening on the field. That is, that inherently is cool. Like yeah. that concept right there is something that I think is interesting, but it doesn't translate to everything. Uh, it falls into the same traps that most social media does. It's really easy to just put whatever you want, ignorant nonsense, and, and hurt people and emotionally and stuff. That's true, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think also when it comes back to like diving through you know, a six-, seven-year-old Twitter account that you've had, everybody's probably had those nights where they've had oh, you know yeah. a couple beers too many and they're just firing off like on a, a drug Twitter rant, like yeah. just mm. shooting from the hip and everything like that. If you know, I if I went far enough back on the old Famo and Wookie Twitter account, I'm sure there's things that I wish I could take back. Uh, oh yeah, probably. That, that was that was those were different days. All those years you said the Bills are gonna make the playoffs. Lots oh, of stuff. Lots God. of stuff. God. Uh 
Yeah, I, I do feel like Twitter plateaued, whereas it seemed like Facebook plateaued, but the Facebook Live thing seems to be big now. Yeah. Like, Facebook seems to have found Facebook a way. Facebook evolved. Yeah. Twitter's having a tough time evolving because they don't have really a wide enough platform of what it is they do. Like, they were talking a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a couple months ago now, um, they were talking about doing away with the 140-character limit, mm. to which I say, what's the point? If there's yeah. no character limit, like, what does it matter? I mean, at That's this true. point, it's anything else. The, the brevity that you have to have to get your point across on Twitter sometimes makes Twitter what it is. Yes. It's, uh, it's like boxing. You have to stay in the limitations. That's what makes it interesting. It's the rules. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to touch on this a little bit more later, but um, Twitter has made some interesting choices as far as uh, who to silence and who to ban. Um, mm. And I think that's going to transition True nicely too. into uh, some, you know, privacy conversations that that we'll touch on a little bit later. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah pretty much everything the that I really love about dystopian nightmare that we live in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true though. It's true. Yeah. Uh, well, we do have a dystopian story coming up, so why don't we just get into that first, since we're sort of talking yeah. around it. Uh, so we've talked a lot about Uber on this show, whether or not Uber is something that Utica should uh, should buy into the way that a lot of the other cities they're trying to push in upstate are trying to buy into. I like Uber. I think Uber's an interesting company. I know they have a lot of there's a lot there's cri- there's criticism out there to be had for Uber, like there is for almost any company, right. certainly for anything, anything right. ever. Um, but Nothing's I perfect. yeah, we're talking about you, Ace Taxi. But I, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I but I inherently I, I like Uber as a product, not just because they delivered ice cream to my house a couple weeks ago. That for was free. that was brilliant, pretty cool. Though, yeah. It's a great marketing yeah. campaign. Uh, but here's another interesting marketing campaign. Uh, later this month in Pittsburgh, uh, Uber will offer the first self-driving car service available to the general public. In a month. In a month. Uh, now, hang on. Uh, so initially what will happen is the rides will initially be free. It's in a testing process. And during this period, a driver will be behind the wheel but not driving in the sake of if something happens. So he can take over control he can take over just con- too late? Yeah, just too late. <laughs> Are right? they yeah. hiring? Um, <laughs> so guys, I talk a lot about Brave New World, this dystopian future that's plummeting toward us and hurtling down like a boulder. Yeah. Uh, is this the first sign? This is like some Jetson stuff, right? I... It seems crazy to me that they have the thing for me with self-driving cars, and and to be fair, I don't have very much research on it. Like it's only something I've read over glancingly. Yeah. But the thing with self-driving cars, number one, to think that we're a month away seems insane to me. I feel like mm. there's going to be a lot of bugs and headaches and problems. Sure. Like, I feel like if they can't release an iPhone update without bugs mm. and problems, I feel like self-driving mm. cars might not be there. But my the one of the biggest things I always think with these self-driving cars, I think the toughest part is it'll be such a small percentage of the cars on the mm. road that are self-driving. Yeah. I feel like the ratio will be a little bit weird. In order for them to really succeed, it feels like the self-driving cars would have to be like the majority of the cars on the road instead of just like tagging them in there with people. With because regular cars. You can't trust every other car on the road to be you know automated with an AI. Right. So I don't know that they would interact all that well. Like People mm. are still going to hit those cars. There's nothing they can do about yeah. that. Yeah. You know. It's Tesla? Uh, Do we know? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think so. Tesla I feel like if it was Tesla, you'd hear it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say this, and and I want to make a point. It, this is not exactly like this car is going to roll up unmanned to your house. You're going to get in and drive <clears> away. <throat> the The CEO of uh, Uber, his name is uh, Travis Kalanick, I think is the, his last name is pronounced. We're going to go with that. Tough draw. Yeah, K-A-L-A-N-I-C-K. I, sorry, Bo. Still, though, good for you. Uh, he's been investing heavily in the last 18 months in this technology. That's why they're doing it in Pittsburgh, because okay. it's near the Carnegie Mellon Computer Institute, sure. right? Of course. Uh, he has even admitted 
that they're probably years away from the idea that a unmanned automobile will pick you up. But this is basically just showing that they are buying into the technology as though this is something that's, that's going to be. And I kind of I kind of like that, yeah, right? For sure. I don't necessarily think that I want to get in an unmanned cab with a guy who's too late to do anything driving it, but like I like that somebody's investing in I feel the, like if the, I was going to be testing the unmanned car, you got to test it somewhere smaller than like a major metropolitan area. Yeah, other than Pittsburgh. That's something you're talking you can bring that type of thing to a city like Utica with, you know, 60, 70,000 people around and then maybe They're try disposable. on on some roads that are not even that but <laughs> try on some roads that aren't heavily congested right, right, with traffic right. 24 yeah. hours a day. I mean, it just seems like you'd want to have a test run somewhere besides a giant stage like that. We always laugh. It's like when, when we were younger, we'd grow up and we'd watch like movies that presented like the future, right? And we've already passed a lot of the milestones that have been presented to us, like when Judgment Day was going to happen and like the Mind Calendar Judgment Day, all those things, right? And sometimes they always laugh. It's like, where are the flying cars? Where are the self-driving cars? Like, this was like, this is a funny story to me because I was like, oh, what do you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. What do you know? It's finally happening. Do you notice that like certain things that seem like such milestones and like futuristic shows when we were young, when we were a kid, or maybe stuff before we were born, almost goes by with a sigh without anybody noticing? Yeah. Like when you watch old movies like uh, in Back to the Future Two is the first example that comes to mind because mm-hmm. we watched that just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, they're doing the video calling. How many times have you seen, like, video calling presented as, like, the pinnacle of future technology? Like, now we have Skype and FaceTime, and nobody cares because it's no, boring. We don't like, even use like, it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. This is neat. It's just another thing to dodge. <laughs> but like, oh, I'm getting FaceTime. <laughs> but what's funny... My face is not ready. Yeah. <laughs> what's funny, too, is that what uh, past shows that portray the future double down on what they still think will exist. Like, right. in that same scene from Back to the Future 2... Where they're having the video chat, there's also a fax machine that sends out a fax to him, and you're like, "Well, we we haven't cared about fax machines in ten years, so like they they missed that one." Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of the self driving cars. We t- we did talk about this not too long ago, and as I mentioned, um, it's probably good for me because I'm a terrible driver. Although I will say that uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kalanick did get some blowback at on the story because there's argument that it's going to take jobs away from uber drivers listen like, the jobs are leaving yeah uh, automation is coming for the jobs whether we like it or not yeah. and more jobs than we think like you know but you, you can't you're gonna have to make that argument every time because jobs are gonna start getting taken like yeah it might take some taxi driving jobs but we're gonna have to do some stuff if we're gonna take steps in the future you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can't just stay exactly the way everything is right now forever it's not the way that we're programmed as a society Cliff, you brought up an interesting point to me upstairs when we were talking about this, and it was sort of like a car, a self-driving car is inherently run by a computer system right. or a diagnostics program or yep. whatever, right? Algorithm. An yes. algorithm, yeah. yeah. We, we go back to the algorithm yeah, again two weeks always. in a row. Um, at the end of the day, though, a, a computer or an algorithm is going to make the best decision regardless of the outcome, even if all the outcomes are trash. Right? Yeah, it's, it's going to make a decision. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's going like, to make a decision. And it's up to, you know, the programmer to decide what decision that is, really. Right, yeah, like you're sort of yeah. putting... There's something very unsettling about, like... Well, there's a lot of interesting articles that I read that talk about the ethics of, you know, if you if you have a, a self-driver, a, you know, driverless car, a car that's operating on, you know, artificial intelligence, you have to program that car with the decision that it's going to make if... You know, there's one person crossing the road, and you can swerve to miss that person, but it'll kill the person exactly, in the car. yes. Or, like, yeah. if you're going to hit a group of three people, do yep. you have the car, you know, do the dangerous thing for the person in the car? And it leads to a really interesting conversation about the ethics that are going to be involved in not only driverless cars, but in, you know, as we integrate AI into our society going forward, 
there's a lot of interesting ethical questions that come up for that. You right. know what I mean? Like, what do you program this car to do? Because nobody wants their car to be, they want it to be programmed to protect them at all costs. But when it's all people they don't know, they're like, well, we can't have this car careen into five school children. we got to right. have, you know, the, the passenger. It's got to hit the bicycle. The passenger's yeah. got to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's a really, really interesting conversation. I like conversations like that that don't have an answer. So, it's all opinion and varying degrees of what each individual believes. And what you're touching on is um, a thought experiment in philosophy called the trolley problem. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly yeah. it. That's yep. exactly yep. it. And that's something, uh, Sam Harris did a really great job kind of elaborating on this, and there is no answer. Yeah. Um, it's just you're going to have to uh, decide which decision best represents you ethically while you shop for your Tesla. Well, the good news about that <laughs> is it gives us content to discuss forever. Forever, because yeah. No We're going to go on about the trolley problem forever, and we could. Uh, but that's probably not great for everybody else. Well, yeah. remember, folks, just read, read Brave New World. Just do it. Yeah. Just go out and read Brave New World, uh, and you'll feel better about do nothing. Not, do not read Harry Potter while driving your Tesla, because we've already seen how that ends. Mm. Uh, that's the one fatality. Is that what happened? Yeah, Harry Potter? Yeah, he's, yeah. For the proof that all of life's ills can be traced back... To Harry Potter. I think Man, it's just true. I don't get it. We make some people angry, but Harry Potter does nothing for me. You can't put it down. Literally. <laughs> he couldn't put it down. Not to save his own life. That's how good that book is. Uh, before we get into the interview this week, I want to talk about one more quick story. Uh, this is about... Uh, we've talked a lot about Gawker on the show before. I'm a big pro-Gawker guy. A lot of people don't like Gawker. Uh, this story sort of came to a quasi-end this week as Gawker was bought by Univision for $140 million. Uh, most of the major... Now, for for the sake of context, Gawker Media is what was purchased. Gawker right. Media ran about seven different websites. Deadspin. Uh, Gawker, Jezebel. Deadspin, yep. Jezebel, Jalopnik. Exploit, Gizmodo. Uh, yeah, Lifehacker, right. io9, Adequate Man. Uh, the only one that got the cut was actually Gawker.com. <laughs> so the rest <laughs> that of... That feels the, personal. It, the, I think well, it's legal. Well, the idea is that the Gawker name brand now is so like toxic tarnished. and tarnished that there's no reason to keep it and it's a hit for Univision if they keep it. Right. Uh, it makes me happy that I'll still have all those other sites. I think it's pro- probably the best I could have hoped for as a guy who yeah. felt like this was uh, Deadspin and IO9 are the two that I really I end up going to yeah. uh, often. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that those two are making it through. Um, what bothers me more about this is I don't like Peter Thiel, and I don't like the idea of billionaires funding lawsuits that threaten free speech. And I know that Gawker is kind of a shady organization and has been called out for having uh, shady business practices about what they publish, what they choose to publish, and the decisions they make. But I do not find it's very unsettling for the future of like how people discuss things and have conversation when the guy with the most money can back the lawsuit that benefits the people he has a vendetta against because something they previously published. It just, I just don't like it. It feels yeah, very that's not great. Well, I don't think that it's... I mean, I feel like stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. This thing just happened to get, you know, drawn into the news because it was, you know, an interesting story with this this internet, um, you know, site, whatever you want to call it, and with, like, the <clears> whole Hulk Hogan thing and everything that went on with that. I think it's a really interesting story, so it draws a lot of eyes to it, but this is the type of thing that, you know, people do. I mean, we see it even in politics, you know, on an X amount of money can have a really, really swaying influence on, you know, anything like that. And it really is, you do get into some gray area of like, 
again back to ethics. Yeah, what's what's right and what's not. Yes. You know what I mean? Because he Peter Thiel had a personal vendetta. You know, they outed him as a gay man when he was you know not trying to have that be part of the public record, part of the public discourse. They went and put it out there anyway. And if this right. guy's mad as hell and he's got a billion dollars, I'm not surprised. It, right. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not surprised he did it, but. It's um it's interesting. It's definitely one of the one of the larger internet based stories that I think we've seen in a long time. Just a lot of layers and sort of there's a very yeah. there's a weird greasiness to the whole thing. I just don't like it. There, the whole thing makes me unsettled. Slimy underbelly of the internet. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanna just go in one direction here because it's something that I've I've yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my joint. Uh no, I, I I've kinda changed course on this a little bit. Sure. Um, generally, I am a free speech advocate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, die hard. Uh, but I've changed direction slightly on this mm. one uh, when it comes to Gawker because uh, I listened to a really great Radiolab podcast called K Paparazzi. Yep. Um, and they touched on some more ethics of what to publish and what not to publish. Mm. And I've come to the conclusion after much consideration that. We are not ready personally for what technology has given us. Mm-hmm. So we're not empathetic enough to look so deeply and so broadly into people's personal lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a line. Um, and it used to be like part of the part of the podcast was that it was unthinkable to publish the private life of a president. Sure. Right. And that was something that journalists just did not do up until... Uh, the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. Uh, they just didn't talk about it. <clears throat> and then it, it came to me, it was like, okay, well, sometimes you have to because it sheds light on a person's character. And I think that that's definitely true. Mm. Like, we could look at Hulk Hogan and whomever the woman he was sleeping with and, and make judgments on their character and think like, all right, one, you probably don't need to film this, but they wanted to. Uh, and two, you probably don't need to publish this, but they did. And mm. I think that those are considerations that we have to ask. But also, we're just not ready, I think, as individuals to be able to take in all of the information that's that surrounds well, this issue and make an ethical and empathetic judgment. Well, I agree. I mean, I sort of, I don't want a magnifying glass held up to my life on like the public scale like that. Right. I mean, anybody does. But something you said that I want to touch on. Um, regarding free speech, nobody here has done anything to stop free speech. They took away the platform. There's a difference. People will say anytime somebody disagrees with somebody's opinion, they'll be like, hey, free speech, you're free to say what you want and do what you want, but you're not free from the consequences of the things that you say and do. Nobody's taking away your free speech. You're still free to say whatever you want, publish whatever you want, but unfortunately your platform has been bought because that's the cost of doing business. You know what I mean? And when you go out in an incendiary, scorched earth kind of way and be like, we don't give a damn about anybody, expect you're going to make some enemies and eventually somebody's going to come back around the block looking for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's inevitable of a certain, you know, and I I respect an antagonistic way of, of, you know, conducting like that and being like, we don't care, we're going to do whatever we want. And that's really cool and I like that and I wish more people would do it. But you have to know that you might get some come up in someday if you conduct yourself like that. I mean, we can pull it back to, I think, WikiLeaks is, like, a good barometer on this kind of thing. Is like, yes, I do want to have a transparent government. And then the conversation becomes, uh, how does it impact our foreign policy and our foreign affairs? And, and how does it impact our national security? It's and naive to say that anybody's ready for 100% transparency. Exactly, exactly. Or that it's even beneficial sometimes yeah. to have yeah. 100% transparency, yeah. especially in large things like you know geopolitics and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, empathy and uh, honesty are important aspects of life, guys. Yeah. And ethics. ethics. How empathy, about that? 
honesty, teamwork, uh, calisthenics, Boy, cast here, yeah. sportsmanship. Yeah. These are the things, the principles you need to base <laughs> your life around, folks. All right, uh, let's get into this week's interview. But before we do, uh, this week's episode of the Uticast is brought to you by TEDx Utica, taking place on September 10th at 12 p.m. at MVCC's beautiful Shaper Theater. Uh, again, uh, Ryan Miller, everyone at Thank You Bader, everyone at the Community Foundation, this is a wonderful event. If you didn't, if you didn't get a chance to go last year. Uh, you missed out on a huge successful outing. Great people. So great many times. great speakers. Oh, so many great people. The whole time. Everyone we met. Um, just the nicest folks and great inspirational stories about people doing great things. Tickets are still on sale. I guarantee you they will sell out. Go to TEDxUtica.com for all the details and join us for TEDxUtica 2016. I'm surprised there's even still tickets available, to be and honest. I gotta go get mine. There's Maybe. gotta be just a few left. Yeah. Uh... So a year ago today, year ago today, guys, uh, well, we'll go back to Facebook for just a second here. I was on Facebook two days ago, and I got, you know how Facebook will say, like, a year ago you said this, yeah, yeah. just to remind you of dumb What'd stuff. I posted <laughs> an episode of the Uticast, episode number eight, featuring Heather Wisluski of The Topping Tree. Look at this. What, our dear friend, Heather. Our dear Amazing. friend, whose name I can never pronounce correctly again. She corrected me again, because I can't do it. The Polish names get me every time. I don't, I don't know. Sorry, guys. Uh, but again, she had not been on the show in a year. Uh, she had a child less than less than a month ago. Uh, she's a brand new mother. We talked a lot about where things are a year ago from where she was in episode number eight. Uh, we ran her through the whole gamut of Uticast questions. She's one of our favorites. Uh, so here's my interview with Heather. We'll be back in just a moment. Because it was a, a professional wrestling pay per view last night called SummerSlam. Are you familiar with this? Have you mm, ever heard of this? That's fun. You've n- <laughs> okay, good. When I was good. little, I was all. <laughs> now I'm well, completely clueless. Well, the reason I tell you that is I'm so happy that you've decided to wear this Hulkamania <laughs> tank top here into the interview. It makes me, for all you listeners out there, you can't see it. It's all. the actual tearaway. It's the tearaway. It's I the real like thing. What like, What's blown me away is that you've over the years resisted the urge <laughs> to actually tear it away in some scenario. I feel like I would have done it at some. <laughs> If you gave me a Hulk Hogan tank top, at some point in time over the last 10 years, I would have found a scenario where, where it felt you'd necessary walk into a room and just, just be like, ah. It's more of a guy thing, maybe. Maybe it's <laughs> I was a girl and I have other assets that are maybe well, it's weird for me to rip it off. Well, depends where you are. Maybe yeah. you're like a bachelorette party. I don't know what you <laughs> yeah, guys do. <laughs> maybe you and when I was right. eight when I got the shirt. Yes. I don't know what your baby shower was like, but I'm sure it was wild, <laughs> it was, right? Yeah, it was wild. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Heather Wisluski, I said it like four times wrong. I think that's right. Wazlowski. Wazlowski. I always do it wrong. It's okay. Never it's it not right. my real last name, no. so. <laughs> well, that's not, that's that's not, not, so I don't get offended. That's not, that's <laughs> nice. It's my fake last. Uh, I want to. Uh, well, first off, I just want to say uh, congratulations on everything seems to be going swimmingly down at the Topping Tree. Yeah. 56 Genesee Street in New Hartford. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out something about the store, though, that made me a little upset last time I came in there. I have a critique for you. Okay. okay? I'll take so, it. So, last time I came into the store, I want to say this was... You were still in the uh, in the pregnancy stage. I, I mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I came into the store to do some shopping, and I believe it was Ashton behind the counter. Or somebody was yep. behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in there shopping. Within a couple seconds... 
you knew we were there because there was a camera in the back and you were talking <laughs> trash about us. <laughs> don't dude. let those guys in there because they're trouble to me and yeah. Kevin. Uh, I didn't like that. I got to tell you. I was you, very, I was like, <laughs> you know, it was weird because I, it, it just happened to be I just turned on the camera because uh, we hadn't had a sale in a while. And I was like, are there people in there? And I looked and I saw you guys. And I go, that's probably kind of creepy, right? But I did little, it. It was, yeah. little, uh, yeah. it was a little brave new world. I'll I, still I, do it again probably I, if I saw you. So. <laughs> well, uh, what I want to say, uh, you know, I, I, I love your store. And uh, for any friend of mine who is a female, if you've ever received a gift from me, Pretty much like ninety five percent chance I bought it from the Diamond Trade, so that's my that's my advertisement for you guys. Awesome. Why I have you on here? Uh, I also want to do something else. Why I have you here? I need to apologize because the last time I saw you and your wonderful husband Zach was at a wedding for our mutual friend Julie oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. By the time we sat down at the table together, <laughs> I had been well lubricated from a long evening. You had a lot to say. I had a lot to say. <laughs> it had been a long evening of celebrating friends I had not seen in a long yeah. time. So I just wanted to... <laughs> no, it was awesome. You were great. Your friends were great. Your one friend was hysterical. Ah, yes. Who sat, was sitting right across from me. That would be a longtime podcasting legend. The man who got me into podcasting, yeah. Dan Avisado. He was made, great. Yeah, he's... He would be a blast to be around. <laughs> it's, it's always... I was actually really happy that you guys were there because I didn't know exactly what the overlap would be yeah. with people who I had known for a long time and like the, the newer people who I had yeah. sort of met in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice. It was a great collection of people. That was a fun wedding. I, oh, that was a really good wedding. So, uh, we've talked about the Topping Tree a lot before. We talked about it specifically on your episode uh, number eight, which was the last time you were on the show, which Facebook told me was exactly a year ago yesterday. So, it's weird It's weird and cyclic that you're back uh, one year later. Ah. So, I want to just go over a couple quick things about the Topping Tree one year later since, uh, since you've been on the show. One of the things you had talked about uh, a year ago was the, it had been about four months since you had transitioned from online to the storefront. Yep. Uh, a year later, how do you feel like that transition is gone? Are you happy about everything? I'm happy with everything. It still has its ups and downs, especially because I just had a, kid, a child. Sure, yeah. So, um, <laughs> But now it's going back again, and it's picking back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's, it's going great. Wonderful. Yep. Uh, one of the other things you talked about at the time that I remember being very impressed about at the time was the exclusivity thing you guys did yep. about. Uh, is that still a big part of yeah, the Yeah, we yet? do. We don't. None of the women or men who who make our stuff can sell within 25 miles from it. us. So I you cannot, it. if you see in our store, you're, mm. you're either going to order mm. it from them or you're not going to see it, hopefully. Uh, and this is a tough question because, you know, I know you just had the baby. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but a year ago, uh, I, had, I had presented you with a question about, like, theoretically what you'd like to do going forward. And you had talked about expansion uh, at the moment. Yeah. Is that something you've... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really, I, I mean, New Hartford is a great location that I'm in. It is a beautiful store you have, too. But... Thank you. <laughs> um, again, but I would love to be down in the Utica area. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because most of our clientele mm-hmm. is Utica and yeah. surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. And in, um, so it's still, and yes, we are still, we still want to expand. Sure. And we're definitely expanding our online mm-hmm. too now. So. Well, you've expanded your family. You and, yep. you and your wonderful husband, Zach, have, uh, have welcomed baby into the world. I don't want to say the name incorrectly. It's Kaz, but what's the full Casimir. name? Casimir. Casimir. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful name you guys yeah, have chosen. Yeah, it's my great-grandpa's name. <laughs> oh, that's very yeah, nice. Uh, I remember seeing you at lunch one day with Mr. Maiden Utica, Justin Parkinson. You were in the late stages of your pregnancy, and you were very ready to have the baby. Yeah. How do you feel now that the, the, it's actually happened? It's great. It's He's not in me anymore. He's <laughs> overstayed his welcome, so I was happy that he, he got out. But um, it's good. It's different, though, because sure. it was total focus on the store, and, and I was on it all the time. Now I've had to figure out how to 
mm-hmm. work on my marketing, work on the store, and take care of this baby full time, twenty four seven. So, um, but having him out, yes, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> it's good. Uh, a lot of uh, again, I, I don't have any children. Obviously, yeah. I'm a lone wait, wolf. Wait, wait, right wait as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I always hear one of the things my sisters have always told me, and my parents always told me is there is a a strange moment once it happens in immediacy that. Did you feel like a shift in the way you felt about like yourself and about life? Like when it happened, did it? Um, I never thought I was gonna be so in love with this tiny little guy. Yeah. Like I never met him. I didn't know. I just it changed everything yeah. for me. Like all of yeah. a sudden, these stupid, silly things you would get upset about or something. It just did. They didn't matter anymore. I just yeah. created this like amazing little guy. Yeah, it changed and, your perspective. Yeah, and I'm holding. I'm holding like people can see me, but um, like I have a baby in my arms. But no, he. Um, it 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 just changes everything. Certain like, you just appreciate the people in your life more, and mm-hmm. it just it's just better. So mm-hmm. does that make sense? Well, I'm happy for you guys. Uh, I'm curious what you guys are doing with splitting time. He's, is Zach working full time? Obviously, as well. Zach's so, working yeah. full time. I'm working full time. Um, and like I'm three days a week at the store, but I'm marketing on the while well, I'm at home working mm-hmm. on all of that. Um, so he stays home from and works twice a week from home oh, and nice. watch helps me with the baby mm-hmm. at home. And then he goes to grandma's and and we're we have all these other plans that we're working on. So we're trying to <laughs> shift it all over the baby. Do you plan on getting? Any sleep at all for the next seven no, years? No, I don't. No, zero sleep. No, I was really excited. I got four and a half hours last night, and oh. I thought that was just like, like awesome. So. I, that's the one of the things that I think I don't I don't give enough credence to as a yeah. as a single man is like I sometimes think like man I have like no time for anything. Yeah. I work like three jobs. I'm working back and forth to other things. I'm going to try yep. to get to grad school, and it's like, man, if I had a kid. I, I can't imagine what all it, of these things would have to. I would be uh, oh. the same. I we would. I the first three months I got the most sleep I got in one night was three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. So. You guys looked very happy at the wedding because it seemed like it might have been one of the first. Yeah, because we started drinking as soon as we got there. I don't mean to be, but I'm being serious. As soon as we got there, we both ran up to the bar and we're like, Dad comes back with two drinks in each hand, one drink in each hand. I'm like, just give me one too, because we were free. <laughs> so. Um. So uh, last year when we did the interview. Uh, I blame this mostly on myself because I don't believe that I had fully uh, learned how to uh, interview people and, and get to fun conversations yet. So I didn't really get into a lot of you about your life and what your life was like growing up. So I wanted to go back very quickly to a couple of things. I did some deep diving on Facebook. Okay. Learn. So uh, did you grow up in Sherburn or all? Is that no, what? no. Oh. I grew up in Utica. My father Utica. owned a business. Okay. So, yep, I grew up in Utica. I actually lived above the Varick with my dad. <laughs> it was the Varick, okay. That's For awesome. a short amount of time. So yeah, I grew up in Utica until I was um, third grade and I moved away. Okay. So, yeah. You went to high school out there? Um, I went to high school in Sherburn. Sherburn. That was it. Yeah, I moved all around as a kid. Uh, yeah, I had a young father, so mm-hmm, we moved mm-hmm. all around. And uh, you went to, what was it, uh, Morrisville for college? Yep, I went to Morrisville and then Plattsburgh. Uh. You went to, I think you told them this last time. You went to journal. Was it? I was radio TV. Radio TV. Communications. I was going to be on the radio. Okay. That, that's what I was going to do. I like the radio. And I went to Philly and tried to get work and do things, and yeah. it was like, it was impossible. You should start your own podcast. So you I think. know. I don't know what I'll do it on, but it would be something. Something fun. <laughs> I just talk. want to talk. Get up in the morning and just start yeah. talking. We can talk about that afterwards. That's okay. the end right there. Um, and I want to ask you this because I, I love talking to your husband so much. He's a great guy, he's so funny. When, uh, how did you meet Zach? What's I met story? him at Nail Creek. You met him at Nail. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was just like, just this little skinny guy. And <laughs> I never dated skinny guys. So anyway, <laughs> oh, he really? was funny. He started picking on my clothing and everything. And I don't know, it just kind of worked. He was outdoor. I, 
he liked being outside. Yeah. He there were just qualities about him that I. Nail Creek seems to be the romantic link. It is. To it a worked. Lot of people. He I mean, picked on my beer because I at the time didn't drink good beer and I didn't ah. know what good beer. I thought pomegranate wheat was like the greatest beer ever, <laughs> and so I never even heard of like an IPA or anything. But um, yeah, Nail Creek. That's where I met him. That's where hmm. things went down. So I want to uh, I want to touch upon a couple of things. I mentioned I'm a great researcher now. I do a lot of research before these interviews. So I went on your Facebook page <laughs> Jeez, um... and I did some research about some things I found on there. Okay. Uh, number one is that you spent six years working at Radio Shack. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So you were in the retail sector, like the big box, like the big box. Yeah, I I ran three different Radio Shacks. <laughs> I um was I needed a job in college. I wanted to work at like at a store with so mm. girl stuff. And they, no one would hire me. I didn't get it. So I went to Radio Shack, <laughs> and that was the one place that hired me. I didn't know a thing about anything. Were you just like sales clerk? No, yeah. I was, I worked commission. I was trained. I, we sold the first camera phone. I sold the first camera <laughs> phone. That's how old I feel right now. I sold the first camera, like camera it phone. Com- it was a commission, 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 commission job. It was crazy commission. I made so much good oh, money. man. That's why I stayed with it. I just assumed, that, I, I used to work at like a record store in the mall oh, when I was a you kid. You wasted your time. <laughs> I wasted my time. I was working like by hourly. I should have done commission. We were commission. It was great. That's amazing. Was, yeah. I, you can't work at a record store in commission. It would no, be terrible. No, like, I, buy this record, man. It's awesome. Awesome. Every record. How many rec- how many people would you get a day for records? Uh, my job. Were they I'm, more like looking and? Okay, so I worked at a record store in the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most people who came, yeah, yeah, I, I saw you were looking disgust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my most of my clientele were just people who were looking to kill a couple minutes, looking at what the new yeah. albums were. Or wanted to steal candy or video games. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah, you weren't so, making commission there. No, I was not making yeah. commission. A lot of my time spent there was just reading Rolling Stone magazine behind the counter yep. and ignoring people. It's mm-hmm. a terrible thing to admit now. But no. I, you know. No. Statute limitations That's okay. is up. I can't even. I'm just trying to imagine you in like the the Radio Shack gear with like. No, the, I wasn't it. I was like the only girl that was working there. So when people would come in and ask about all sorts of. I don't know. Resistors, diodes, cell phones, <laughs> direct TV. <laughs> you I, name it. I told you. <laughs> I walked into a Radio Shack in New York City. It was the last time I've probably been in a Radio mm-hmm. Shack. And I feel like I got... I was just trying to buy ink for my printer. Yeah. And I got pressured pretty good. Yeah. they. Was, it's um. They're all closed now. Uh, not, well, now now they're are, all closed. Yeah. I feel so ancient. But um, <laughs> I really do. But um, they um, that was our job. That you know, was... you're oh, you need ink. You need a new printer. Look at that. That's an old ink cartridge. <laughs> we need to get you a new printer. And we need to give you a warranty on that printer. So, you know, just. All right. So, well, Radio Shack, that was one. And then the other one that I found here is very fascinating is on your Facebook page, you still have your uh, AOL AIM messenger on here, Heather MJ 2000 Yeah, it was pretty lame. Are you still on? No, I haven't messenger? been on. I don't even know what my password is to get on. I'd like, maybe I should get on it. Why is that on there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even there. know why. I was I would, confused. Why would I put that on there? I thought maybe you were still just living no, the dream. No, I, I would love to go back to that. <laughs> Be right back. BRB. Um, that was like a weird time that like... Like, you got to remember, you have a kid now. Yeah. So, a lot of... Your kid's going to grow up in an era when people he's are already gonna... on Tinder and Facebook and yeah, Instagram. Gonna... I don't know why I said Tinder first. It's well, maybe he's going to go right to that first. That's what it's... Uh, look, I have nieces and nephews. It, it makes me scared. Yeah. I'll show you... Uh, They're growing up so fast. Uh, one of the one of my, uh, our earlier uh, interviews was <laughs> was uh, Kate Miller, uh, who's on here I talking about... Her. She's She's, she's great. awesome. She told me this amazing story once about her. She knew that there was too much technology in her house when her daughter walked up to a magazine and swiped it trying to change the cover. I believe that. So um, just that's my warning for you. Yeah. Don't just 
You should, you guys, you guys seem like you're into like the woods and stuff. You should yeah. just raise the kid in the woods. But that's what I was thinking. We actually got him books. We're trying to like show him how they turn and stuff before he gets one of these phones and starts uh, trying It'll to... be all over. I know. He, there's no hope. <laughs> we, we, Zach refuses to get rid of our bookcase of books. We could, all of them could be in like a Kindle right now. He's buying books. <laughs> oh no, books. we'll do it. No, I support yep. that. I support okay, that. He's we buying have, books. I can't. All right, look. I understand that a Kindle would be nice. It'd yeah. Be a nice thing to own. I, I bought it for him. It was like two hundred dollars. Never uses it. I thought about buying one. I lived in New York. I was like, maybe it's a good idea. Yeah. But I am an egomaniac. I like having a paper book yeah, so people too. can see it. I, I support that. Tell him I support that. Okay. Let him know. All right. Uh, Heather, we're gonna play some uh, our last round of questions, our lightning round. I'm gonna ask you some quick questions that I've asked everybody, and you just uh, you just answer as best you can. Okay. Uh, Heather, how do you take your coffee in the morning? I take it to a vanilla creamer and sugar. Vanilla cream and a sugar. Mm-hmm. That's not too dissimilar from what I'm drinking right now. Yeah, I'll take it in any coffee, too. doesn't matter what it is. Are you allowed to drink coffee again now? Now I can. Now you can drink yeah, coffee. the baby only gets 1% of it. 1% of it. of it. Yeah, so he's fine. Okay, all right, that's very good. All right, uh, what was your first car? It was a uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse, and the lights... You had Nick. <laughs> yeah, the lights went up. Like, you would turn yeah. on it, and the lights... And for a long time, only one light would go up, so it looked like it was kind of winking at you all the time. So, yeah, that was my first car. That is... Yeah. Mitsubishi Eclipse yeah. with flip-up headlights yes. is cool. officially my favorite first car <laughs> that we've had since I started asking these questions. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Glad I could help. <laughs> what color was it? It was black. And yeah. it had a turbo button oh, in it. Were you but it didn't Were you fast and furious? Were no, you into I like street racing? No, I just wanted it. I didn't even know. I bought it and it had a turbo button, which you were but I didn't have a turbo thing in there. It had okay. even had the hump for the turbo thing to go in there, but those were flashy. I that thought was it was cool. Color. I thought it was cool. Was... That, that was a flash my cousin had a Mitsubishi Eclipse mm-hmm. and I thought it was super flashy when I was it was silver. And I yeah. thought it was a cool. I thought it cool. Everyone wanted to ride in it. So I, I don't usually ask this one, but this is an addendum because of this. Did you have a deck, like a deck in your car, for, like mm-hmm. a CD player? I had a CD player, yeah. Yeah, I had to put the CD player in my car aftermarket because I oh, had a yeah. crummy car. No, I had the market one, but it was, and I just played Destiny's Child all the day, all day uh, long. Okay, yeah. so see if you have Destiny's yeah. Child. Look at you. All right. Uh, so uh, with that first car, where did you take that car to go to your first concert? Oh, it would be less than Jake. Less than Jake was your first concert. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it was so awful. It was in like a, a air, like some air thing in the Syracuse, like an airplane place. An airplane hangar? Yeah, I used to go to all those, all I, of them, three of everything. Can so. I tell you, I owned a Less Than Jake album growing up that I listened to constantly. I think mm-hmm. it was Hello Rockview, the one mm-hmm. that had, uh, I think Big Crash, which if for okay. all the listeners out there, go look up Big Crash. That was don't. and Danny says those were two less than Jake songs that were on the radio in that era. Don't. No, you don't like <laughs> that music. Okay, so I, I talk sometimes about like as you get older, sometimes music you used to really like you just sort of grow past it. Yeah, a lot of ska music that fell in that thing, yeah. like Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake, yep. and a lot of that doesn't resonate for me like the way it was. No, def- definitely not. But that's a big one. Like, less than Jake. You're you're hitting was, a lot of winners on my, this. Uh, you're that good was at this my game. first one. You're good at this game. Thanks. Alright, give me one movie, one book, or one album you are currently watching, uh, reading or listening to. What am I currently... I'm watching right now Game, um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yes, that's Because I have popular. plenty of time to sit there and do nothing while I hold a baby. <laughs> so that gets me like a good hour like through there. But we just watched... But I have to say, I did watch... I think it's Strange... Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. 
Okay, it's I'm, awesome. I'm obsessed with that show. So <laughs> that's, but that doesn't. I know that goes beyond the question. No, that's true. No, we talked about that on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first show that people like in the streets. I hear people yeah. casually talking about like it's, when I'm. It's in, amazing. Yeah, it was. It was great. That's My sister amazing. fell in love with it. She so you watch. You did. Watch oh, we that, everyone okay. made you to go watch it. We can. We watched it in one like one day. Oh yeah, yeah we, one day we're like we have to keep going. We couldn't watch it in one day, but. Me and Kevin for like three days. We're we're just like any three minute we have. We're like, yeah. right, is it time? Good. Yeah. All right, let's get it done. I'm trying it. to. All right, and last one. Uh, besides your uh, your your wonderful husband and your child and your business, give us one other thing you Heather are passionate about. Well, besides, I'm rock climbing. Rock climbing. That's my mm-hmm. that's my thing. Uh, yeah. I guess you bouldering were, basically. Bouldering. Yes, I do more of that than I do ropes. I. Yeah. I tried to do rock climbing. I had to go to a, uh, a visit with some kids I worked for at the college yeah. to uh, one of the campuses, if I want to say it was Hamilton, and they have yeah. a rock climbing wall. I attempted to do the rock climbing Oh, you got wall. to go to the Hamilton one? Yeah. Or the Colgate or Camel- Hamilton, Hamilton College? Okay, Hamilton. Yeah, that's Hamilton nice College. There. It's really nice. A really beautiful facility. Yep. I got about, I, I was doing okay. I'm yep. going up. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, yeah. this is all right. And then I made the mistake of stopping, and I looked back, and I looked down, and I said, yeah, all right, I'm done here. I think, I think we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do more or less... We do more of what's called bouldering where you don't use ropes. Mm-hmm. The highest you go is probably 15 to 20 feet. Yeah. And you have people just underneath you with their hands up and crash pads. Really? Yeah, and that's about... That's, that's kind but of... But it's fun. <laughs> you meet the coolest people on the woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Heather, much continued success at everything, Thank at business, you. at life, at everything. You're Thank one you. of our favorites. Uh, toppingtree.com, toppingtree on Instagram, toppingtree everywhere. Yes. Uh, Heather, thank you for coming on the show. It's always so much fun. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment with the rest of this week's episode. She, she wore a wrestling t-shirt here. She wore a legit Hulkamania 1980s-style tank top because she knew we were all wrestling fans. She, she definitely knows her audience. Has, <laughs> has his best kind of people. That's why, that's why she's uh, <laughs> Not just because of the wrestling t-shirt. Uh-huh. So uh, I got a, uh, a tweet today about grocery shops, guys. You guys like to grocery shopping, right? I just got back from the grocery store, actually. While you were doing the Heather interview, I ran out to grab some stuff to make something for dinner. Love the grocery store. Um... So we were discussing uh, on the internet, me and a friend of mine, uh, about price choppers in the area. There's a lot of price choppers around here. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned that the price chopper near Party City is secretly chill. Now, if any of you saw Mm. that, yeah, it's secretly chill up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If any of you guys saw that, don't go there because then it will no longer be chill. I liked that it was just me. I shouldn't have tweeted about it. very unchill. It was a mistake. Do not go there. But that was the chillest Price chopper for me. It's always quiet in there. Seems to be less people. Whatever. It is what it is. Anyhow. I feel like I always see people at that one. I see weird, like, wild card, like, Whitesboro folks, though. Well, that's kind of what I like about it. It's a little bit of a wild card. I see, like, you know, I see a lot of people's parents uh, at that grocery yeah. store. Go we, ahead. We got a response. Go ahead. We got a response from listener. Uh, Ryan is sweet, saying, Aldi is where it's at. I used to go to the chopper. But no more. No more. He says Aldi overpriced chopper. Now I wanna I wanna address this because I've had this. Me and Kevin have had this I'm, debate. I'm waiting. If, if you're asking <laughs> oh me, oh my goodness. Well, Kev, take this. Take it then here. I mean, if you're asking me to provide an education, I suppose that's what we're here for. Sometimes the Uticast. Here's the thing. I need to know. Aldi is 
is definitely worth going to and checking out. You can get great deals on a lot of you know good things. It's definitely a place to add into your, your repertoire. Number one, I'm a big believer of doing your grocery shopping in multiple locations. Go to different places mm-hmm. for different things. Very you true. Know, there's certain stuff you can go to the deli or go to Caroms or you go to you know Shenanchies for just a produce or different stuff. Spread it around. The problem with Aldi's is they don't have everything in every kind of quantity and capacity that you would want. No. You can't do I, – I can't do all of my grocery shopping at Aldi's. There's certain stuff that I need mm. that they just don't have. And so while they're very worthwhile, to say that they could be the only supermarket that you want makes me wonder what's going on in your kitchen. Yeah. And it's interesting because yeah. if you can do it, more power to you, but I don't know how you do. Polar seltzer. Got to um, have it. Utica coffee, the one I specifically like. You can't get it at Aldi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, like, regular items we buy that you can't just get. Like the creamer, the coffee creamer I like, you can't get it at Aldi. Um, a lot of, like, the dairy stuff, I don't... I don't. There's less selection over brands, too. And when yeah. it comes to certain things like coffee creamers, things like that, there's some brands I like more than others. I, fi- I feel like specialty produce is hard to get, too. Like, something Party outside of your produce. basic, like, you know, tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff like that. If you want something a little weird or different. I like having, like, a bakery section, too. They have bigger options for bread at other places. I've been surrounded by so many people who work in, like, farm-to-table stuff that I sometimes go to grocery stores and have, like, a hard time because I hear people talk so much about, like, the difference between commodity, like, produce and fruits and vegetables compared to what you get from, like, farm stuff. And it's and it just speaks to, like, how lazy it is that I don't feel the urge to drive up to North Star Orchards to buy my fruit, right, or whatever, uh, or, like, I mean, drive up to... You've only got so much time and money yeah, and you spend the time and the gas I mean, to get there. One thing I will say about all these real quick, though, is they take incredible care of their employees. Yes, they do. Yes. From what I yeah. understand, it's a really good place to work at. Um, they don't use bags, so they're not wasting plastic bags all the time, and they pay people really fairly. Like, it's a pretty coveted job if you're looking for it. And I mean, it's not that people are, you know, buying homes and getting rich working at LDs, but they pay people, like, a respectable $12, $13, $14 an hour to be cashiers and stockers, and they give them some stuff like some basic insurance and different options like that, and they really do take yeah, care of their employees, absolutely. which is a great thing to see in today's you know rampant people as capital culture that we tend to live in yeah. with larger chains. Thanks for the tweet. Ryan is sweet. Um, Ooh. I, I that to rhyme. Uh, hey. Uh, thanks. For, uh, and for next time you go to Aldi's, check out the soft strawberry red licorice they got there. That's a sneaky good snack you can get from Aldi. Is it What's better than the rope that you had? Because that was oh, considerably better than the rope. The Sorry. Rope, rope licorice, no. That was no good. Hey, you didn't have to have any. Uh, I wish well, I didn't. <laughs> I can't take that back. Guys, last night was the uh, was SummerSlam, which we watched, but what we didn't watch was the closing ceremony to the Summer Olympics, which finished up last night. What's hey, the USA won, guys. Won what? We won everything. The, we won everything. Oh. We won the most. Of course we did. Uh, the U.S. had the highest medal count, followed by Great Britain, followed by Russia, although the European Union counted all their medals combined and decided that they won. I swear to God, that's Very a real smart. story. Very smart. Uh, so, adios to the folks in Rio. Uh, I enjoyed the Olympics. I will admit uh, I did get burned out, for sure. I think you Definitely went too hard too early. Yeah. You were in the first three days of the Olympics. I mean, you were like yeah. IV and coffee just so you can stay up and watch more Olympic coverage. I really enjoyed... No, like, Come on, at four in the morning, you're watching like... Eyes all bloodshot. It's the always Uzbekistan the women's yeah. skeet shooting team. Can I make a point though? I think that I th- I really do think that the Olympics should just be on when they're on all the time. I hate the pre-tape stuff. I hear a I lot of people say that. I don't like the idea that I can watch the women's gymnastic final on the app on my phone while it's live, and then six hours later, if I turn on the TV, it's on NBC presented as though it didn't already happen well, six because, hours ago. Because they still haven't committed to the fact that a lot of people are consuming their media that day. I saw an article in um, one of the larger papers, like Washington Post, New York Times, something like that, last week, 
they were saying that um, NBC sort of gambled by we're going to do all this coverage, put it on TV, and they lost out. They spent a lot of money, and they didn't get the return they wanted to no. see on viewership. And the article, as most articles do these days, was blaming millennials, that catch-all term for people who aren't, you know, Tech a step savvy. behind anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But, like, they were saying that, you know, everybody else is, just like you said, watching it on the app or, you know, bootlegging it or watching it somewhere else. And, you know, they're just a little bit behind the times for how people choose to consume things like mm. that. I'd rather find out on Twitter what happened right now than I would wait until, you know, 9 o'clock primetime and watch 70 minutes of commercials for 10 minutes of gymnastics right. or swimming or whatever. Best story I heard from the Olympics uh, was actually from a different podcast, but I want to share it. It was a story about Bob Costas. Uh, it's from Pardon My Take podcast, but apparently... Shout he, out to Big Cat. Shout out to Big Cat. Apparently, uh, Bob Costas was spotted at the Olympic gym uh, working out in jeans and just doing biceps. Bob Costas, everybody. He's a legend. That's such a, it's the ultimate power move. Getting sculpted. I, I don't Beach work. muscles, Bob. Right. I, I'm yeah. not trying to work out, but if, but I feel like that would be hilarious. I, I would do arms of Bob Costas. Arms of Bob Costas <laughs> at the gym. So I want to shout out a couple of quick uh, thanks to some of my uh, my more interesting people from mm-hmm. Rio that we have First and about. foremost, Bob Costas. First and foremost, Bob <laughs> Costas. Uh, second of all, I want to shout out to Carmelo Anthony, who... Uh, you know what? Apparently, the only thing that stops Carmelo from being uh, interesting is that he plays on the Knicks. <laughs> because he's like, when he's doing, like, he seems so happy. As, listen, I'm not even a Knicks fan, and I think he's infuriating the way that he can be. I mean, when he's in the Olympics, he's dominant. He was the best player in the Olympics by a mile. And then he's out there as like, yeah, well, to me, gold medals are the same thing as NBA championships. I imagine if I was a Knicks fan... <laughs> I would be saying. like, I, <laughs> that's exactly it. If I was a Knicks fan, I'd be like, caught him. He's like, oh, yeah, this is where it's at. I'm like, that's not where it's at. LeBron isn't there. Steph Curry's not there. Like, you're playing against, you if know. They would be on your team if they were. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you're playing against Panama. And you're like, yeah, this is this is where the real champions live. Yeah. And it's like, ah, I don't really. That's, that's a not how that works. Argument. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Ryan Lochte for trying to single-handedly torpedo all of the U.S.'s good production here. Yeah, <laughs> great. All Ryan Lochte had to do was not, <laughs> uh, like, just do nothing. He could have done literally nothing. He would have been okay. Like, he was already, he had that silver hair thing going on that was polarizing, but people were like, okay, Weird Ryan Lochte, kind of live wire, you know what I mean? Like, something like a little side dish to the Phelps entree, but all you had to do was... Not go out, get shit faced in Rio, pee all over a gas station, like break a window, and then lie about some crate. Of course, people are gonna find out. Like you're a famous athlete in 2016 in the Olympic Games, people are gonna find out what really happened. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere. Like you can't just be like, yeah, I was robbed at gunpoint, but I said yeah. whatever because I'm just wicked fast at swimming, so I don't care. I'd yeah. swim away if I was in trouble, and then expect it to not catch up with you. Like what kind of idiot? Worst Olympic fall from grace since my godson Bodie Miller, I... who is the other guy. Remember Bodie Miller? I. Do remember Bodie Miller? I don't, you don't remember, remember what happened with him. He was just a douche. He was just a jerk, man. Like I forget, he did something obnoxious. I think he was stoned. He did something. But again, another guy who was like an Olympic hopeful and then just was an idiot and like made himself look like a jerk. And now nobody likes him anymore. They need to just own it. Phelps like, owned it, sort of. Like well, just no, own no, it, no. Man. But th- there's a difference between being a jerk. Like, there's a difference between owning it, like a guy like Phelps being like, yeah, you know what, sometimes in the off-season I smoke weed because I work real hard, train real hard, and I'm an adult, like, whatever, and 
Ryan Lochte going out there being like, you know, telling a story that perpetuates all the biggest fears that there were going into Rio. True. For these people in Rio, they're like, I agree. They're, yeah, they're working hard in a really tough situation to make sure everybody's okay. And for you to go out there and trash Make the reputation just because you're an irresponsible idiot who yep. can't think about how your actions affect other people, yeah. I hope they burn him. And I mean, there's nothing they can do. It's not like they're going to put him in jail, but like he deserves to be shamed for being yeah, that much of an idiot. Well, I like that you have a responsibility on that platform to do better. I like that his dudes who got in trouble for it, like just immediately like, no, he's a liar. <laughs> like, yeah. they didn't, yeah. they did not stand up for Lockheed. We only went out with him that night because he promised us he'd introduce us to Phelps. Yeah, right. Phelps, he, he told us Phelps he would be there. Uh, and I also want to shout out to uh, Usain Bolt, uh, who post his victories, his wonderful, amazing speed, was shown partying post-Olympics with a 20-year-old woman who was not his girlfriend. Own it. Own Just it, own Usain. It. Listen, you're the most elite athlete on planet Earth. You can do what you want. We couldn't catch him to stop him. Listen, just uh, own it. Hussein, you're the world's fastest man. Yep. Uh, you do your thing. I ain't going to stop you, but uh going to give you some advice. Nothing is faster than a lover who was scorned, my here's, friend. Here's the, Nothing uh, was faster. Uh, no, uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's another message to Ryan Lochte, though. Hussein Bolt is the fastest man that's ever lived, and they still caught still, up to him. Exactly. Caught, and they still caught yes. up to him. Yep. There's no denying. Stay in your lane. You have to stay yep. in your lane in swimming. You should also stay in your lane in life. Uh, guys, did you guys water. notice he went on like Dateline or like one of those shows where like you sit down with Barbara Walters to have an interview to like apologize and rehab his image? And what I thought was funny because I saw a picture from the interview online, um, he dyed his hair back. <laughs> like, now that he's in trouble, he's yeah. like, well, I don't think I'm in any position uh, to be rocking this silver hair anymore. Yeah. Uh, guys, we are a week away from the end of August. Last night was WWE SummerSlam, and this morning when I woke up, it was less than 60 degrees. It was Winter Slam. It was Winter <laughs> Slam. Uh, I feel comfortable wearing my hooded sweatshirt and finally saying that I am ready to do my heel turn on summer. I'm glad it's over. So today we're going to premiere a new <laughs> a new list. It's not a top, it's not no. over under. It's called Reasons Why Summer is Bullshit. Sorry about the Aye. offensive title. And I'm going to start with the reason that I started this in the first place. Uh, number one. Drinks slash condensation. Your boy likes to have a nice drink with lots <laughs> Yo, of ice in it. Okay, I'm, you know what? I'm glad that you said this because I've been noticing something weird that I'd like to share with our listeners and Cliff. Sam is obsessed. He'll, he'll go through nine rolls of paper towels in a day just wiping condensation Stop, really? on the outside what of the weird? Yeah, like that. Like the fact that there's a drink in front of me with condensation in front of it leaking all over the coaster is making me very like upset. he'll get the, he'll get the whole. Stop it! I don't <laughs> like it. Don't touch me with he'll get like a, a a string of like three paper towels and wrap them ceremoniously around the thing and swipe down in one motion and wipe the coaster many times a day. I'm very. Uh, I'm a little anal. Oh, do we need to talk yeah. to somebody? No, you can talk you to me about right? it. It's fine. I don't okay. care for condensation. It doesn't happen so much in the winter. Happens when I take my nice, cold, icy drink out with me, and then 10 <laughs> minutes later, in the 88-degree, muggy, swamp heat of Utica. That's the number one reason, though? No, I'm going to hold Let's, you to That's this. the reason that I started this concept. This winter, you can only drink iced coffee because it won't have ice. condensation on like it all coffee. winter. I still drink a lot of iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's bad you do. So if i got to tell you, I feel like that's mm. a false equivalency. Mm. <laughs> we should do something to him, though, this winter. I'm still in on that. Number two, hot cars. You ever go out in your car in the middle of an August day when you haven't been in there for a couple minutes and then it's like uh, 9,000 degrees and it blasts you in the face when you open the door then you gotta wait 10 minutes for the air conditioning and the windows to open up? That's the worst. It's not good. It stinks. Yep. It stinks. All right. Boom. Number three. Fashion. I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt today. You know how happy that makes me? Very happy. I, your, your argument for fashion 
is your, what it's is like? your black New Japan Pro Wrestling zip up hooded sweatshirt? Don't sit here pretending <laughs> to me that you don't care for autumn fashion better than summer fashion. I do. I, I do. always support flannels and jeans and hoodies. Always more than t-shirts and shorts. I still, as much as I like shorts, feel like a little kid wearing shorts. I do too. That's a weird thing. Is I that, don't like. Do a lot of people? I feel no, much more like a kid wearing like a shorts. Little kid wearing shorts. Like even I have to wear shorts a lot for outdoor events at work. And yeah. even when I'm there, like when I go in in shorts, I just feel unprofessional. And I have to because I'll be out there in the lot. And it's 95 degrees and you know super humid and everything. But mm. yeah, I do prefer to be able to wear pants and like put on like an actual mm-hmm. shirt instead of just like mm. you know shorts and a t-shirt and hope for the best. Number four. Bugs. I'm tired of bugs. Hey, I'm with you there. And so many flies and so many of those. Whatever. What's that million-legged bug that runs at like 9,000 miles an hour across your centipede. floor? Is that a centipede? That is a centipede. Yeah, I had to crush a centipede with my yoga mat a couple days ago. It was the worst. I'm leaving. The worst. They're That's terrible. Not, I'm out of here. Horrifying. Oh, those are everywhere. Yeah, you'll see a lot of them. You'll see they're them in the, the winter, too, because they move into your house because they're not outside. Well, I'm tired. Mosquitoes, too. I mean, the OG. Mosquitoes are the one. The OG of terrible bugs for to deal sure. with. Uh, I'm not a big fan of bees, either. i got to be honest. Not bees, a huge hornets, fan of bees. Wasps. Hornets, wasps, all terrible. Uh, can't wait for that. Boom. Almost done. What if there were winter bugs? Like God, bugs that, that thrive the in the zero degree weather but still sting you and bite you. It's like, well, the bees, well, the bees and mosquitoes are on, are gone, but the winter scorpions are out. And they're yeah. pretty bad this yeah. year. It's not great. The winter scorpions. <laughs> the winter scorpions. We should start a band called the Winter Scorpions. <laughs> the scorpions. Yeah. Uh, what was the Scorpions' big song? Rock you like a hurricane. Rock you like an avalanche. Here I am. Rock you like an avalanche. Yeah, winter scorpions. We got a thing here. This is a thing. You, you invented this. I You're want in. you to know. You're in. You, you signed up. You, you did, did this to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, sweat. Look, man. Uh, look, it's crummy when you're sitting in that chair trying to watch TV when you get home from work and you don't have any more layers of shirt to take off and you're just sweating on the couch. It's the worst. Sweating sucks. Maybe I should have got an air conditioner. Maybe well, I should have. Finally, I, after I all this yeah, time. I mean, I don't know how you sleep without it. Like, I don't mind mm. sweating out. It's... It sucks to like sit on the couch and sweat when you're like watching TV, you know, doing something like that at the end of the night. But at the end of the day, you're home. You get it. You can maybe mm. jump in the shower. If you really sweat a lot, jump in the shower before you go to bed, whatever you're mm. comfortable with. Where the sweat becomes an issue is when you're actually doing something. Yeah. Like if yeah. you go, like you're sweating and, you know, you go out to somewhere. Like even, you know, my brother's wedding. Luckily, it wasn't that hot that day. And the place where the reception was in the church were all pretty air conditioned. But even outside doing pictures and it wasn't that hot of a day. You're out there and you're sweating and you want to look good, but you look like you just like drown and everything like that. Or if you go out, say you go on a date, nice summer mm-hmm. day, you go out somewhere oh, yeah. and go somewhere where you're walking around. Like I went to the Bogfield Antique Fair this weekend. Say you're out there and say you're going on a date with somebody. You're going to walk around somewhere, so you're outside going through these tents in the sun. And now you're on like the end of this date and you're like both sweaty messes and like it's gross and everything like that. And it's just, that's the word. The sweat is probably the worst part with the <laughs> I went once. This is, this is like an outlier, but I remember... <laughs> I had planned on going to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens with my girlfriend in New York at the time. Uh, and we'd planned this trip for like a week. We both were working a lot. We didn't have a lot of time off at the time. We were really looking forward to this trip. It was very hot that day. And the day before the trip, I got a head cold. So I forced myself to go to the Botanical Gardens with a head cold in 90 degree heat. And I sweated. <laughs> For two hours, I felt bad for it because she's like, "Do you want to go home?" I'm like, no, and it's tough. Botanical gardens, and that's what I'm saying. Even if you're not sick and you get out there, like you know, say you and her got back and you decided that you wanted to escalate the romance. Well, you smell like a gym bag. That's <laughs> I'm true. not gonna have anybody come near me. Like, and also, all... that leads to my next reason why summer is crap: uh, sunburn. Because after you spend two oh, hours in the sun, okay. you get that dirty okay. sunburn. Okay. 
I don't want to hear a single <laughs> word from you, you Syrian and Italian mixture. And Cliff, I don't think you burn either us Irish folks. I, I'll go out in the sun. No joke, I'll be out there. If I go out there for 15 minutes with no shirt on, like a 70-degree day, but the sun is clear, I have a sunburn. It's going to be, like, annoying to sleep that night. I burn almost instantly. And let's be real. If you go out... Okay, look. I, I like to go out sometimes and get a little sun. But if you go out and sit in the sun, you are not getting the tan you think you're getting. You're sitting there in the sun. You're like, yeah, I'm going to be tanned up Cooking. real nice. No, what's going to happen is like the top of your shoulders and your nose and your neck is mm-hmm. going to be tan. And then you're going to have weird patches of non-tan. Well, you it's know, a weird thing. And you know what happens too? Like Because like I said, I have to be outside a lot for work. I'm out you know, in the lot working for you know, different events, mm-hmm. doing things like that. So I'm always wearing some sort of short sleeve shirt. So like, mm-hmm. now I take off my shirt. The bottom two-thirds of my arms are a beautiful, beautiful Calabrian bronze. Yeah. And the rest mm. of my body just looks like, you know, pizza dough before you cook it. It's yeah, just like out. a horrible color. But see, that's the whole thing. And then you just burn. And it's then you got like, so you've got weird lines that, that you almost can't possibly get rid of. Start your base early. You're talking to the bronze Vedonis. Come Montana. on, man. I'm definitely a summer guy. I got nothing. There's only mm. one thing I don't like about summer. Two things I don't like about summer. Well, is one of them motorcycles? Because that was my next one. Go to motorcycles. Motorcycles. You know why? Because unless you're Steve McQueen, it's not working. Don't do it for Just you. Just give it up. I'm telling you, it's not working eh. for you. Unless you're Dave Miliani or Steve McQueen, you made a mistake. All right, uh, I got two more real quick for you. The unrelenting necessity that people feel to do something. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, look, Ooh. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you shouldn't go enjoy the weather. I think enjoying the weather is just fine. But what happens in the summertime is that every time you have any moment of nicety you're like, like let's, free time and peace and quiet let's go do something yeah. should we do something i think we should do something let's do it's nice out every day every time <laughs> every minute look <laughs> you can do things when it's not 90 degrees out too you can do things in the spring in the fall you don't have to cram it all in just because it's 80 today like I, mm, all right yeah do something all right and then finally the last and most important thing unsupervised children uh, look, it's a lot of unsupervised children in the summertime. Uh, supervise your kids. Yeah, parenting ends. Parenting ends yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. It, parenting ends in the summertime because school's not around, and parenting ends in restaurants because the waiters become the babysitters. And I yeah. have a lot of both of those things that hit me a lot. Uh, so, yeah, those are my uh, reasons why summer is crap. Uh, you can <laughs> you can debate me otherwise. Anything for you guys? I got I okay. All right, one okay. one thing. Okay. One reason that summer is not great. The only reason why summer is not by far the best season is because it's too hot to cook. Okay, okay, it's that's too fair. Hot to, yes. It's too hot to that's eat. It's fair. too hot to just even try to have mm. that life. Mm. Man, you know how much McDonald's I've eaten in the summer? I'll go nine months a year and won't touch it. In the summertime, just like, oh, I need that milkshake. Just need give that me Big some, Mac. Give me something that I can eat while I'm driving exactly. and the wind is moving exactly. through my car. Exactly. The only breeze I felt all week. <laughs> Tune into episode 78 when I go on my reasons why summer is the best. And I wish <laughs> it were right. here. That's right. And I wish it wasn't uh, <laughs> minus 10 degrees. I just below. want like moderate climate. Yeah. That's the thing. It's been like hey, 95 fall. and humid. Of course, um, everybody loves fall. Everybody loves fall. And we should do a best. list of why fall is the best because we're about to roll into it. We'll get into fall soon. Okay. You know, I, fall is, me and Kevin have talked many times about fall is the best season. Yeah, I'm sure Agreed. we'll get into that Agreed. soon. Uh, Cliff, thanks for coming back again this week. It's nice having you around. I'm lucky it's to nice be here. Nice seeing you with Thank your Kobe you. Bryant jersey. Yeah. Uh, Kev Sullivan, as always, always a pleasure having you, know. you here. 
Yeah. Uh, Tweeting. <laughs> I, I am Sam Pamelaro. Uh, Uticast.com. Uh, check out all our episodes. Uticast at gmail.com. Send us your mailbag questions. Go to maidenutica.com backslash downtown. Get down to check out what's going on. And we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>